What is up, my fellow rockers and rollers out there in the Grunge Bible music community? We are back for another episode of the Grunge Bible Podcast. My name is Ethan Shalloway. I'm joined, as usual, by the wonderful, spirited Chris Salona. You look great today. It's a Saturday. We're recording. How do you feel, Chris? I feel fantastic. Uh, this is episode 46 with um, all due reverence to 46 and 2 by Tool. Uh, I feel oh, like we need, to, we need to take a second and, and just appreciate that. But right off the bat, Ethan, you, you, you welcomed all of the rockers and the rollers out there. Are you yourself, are you a rocker or are you a roller? Ooh, I'm a rocker. I'm a yeah. rocker. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I don't think I've, I haven't been doing um, much rolling in my years, but I've been rocking a lot. So I, yeah, I'm a rocker. How about yeah. you? I don't know. I think it depends on the day, you know. Um, I feel like I've been doing more rolling than rocking lately, whatever, whatever that means. But I feel I feel like I'm rolling today. I'm, I'm, it's, it's, it's a good roll. It's a nice slow roll. Well, hey, that's that's honestly perfect, dude. You need the rocks and the rolls, and so we got one of each. You know, I'll rock you rolling. You know, fuck it, we got a podcast. Right. You know, just like that. Perfect symmetry. Perfect circle. <laughs> How are you today, dude? I'm doing good. Um, it's a beautiful day. Uh, there's a lot of good sports this weekend, and you know that we love watching sports. So um, I did a little. I got a few. My favorite thing to do on a Saturday, if at all possible, I do. I don't like working on Saturdays, but I do like doing work for like two hours, so like one to three hours, being productive. So we went out and did like a little small job. Well, you're getting ahead. Those are all free hours. Nobody else is doing it. Everybody knows you make you make your money on the weekend, and we went and cut some wood for like it took like an hour and a half, two hours. That's perfect. You know, you wake up at eight gives you something to do but you don't a lot of people are sleeping in on saturdays for obvious reasons and like you just get ahead so i love getting out there and doing something but i don't want you know i don't, I don't want to be out there till three if you know if at all possible because yeah that's, the day can that's, get away from you yeah then you're quickly. really dipping into like your your recovery from from the week and, and your like, fun you know, time too yeah you'll only have sunday to recover so um, so I got out early today, and I was I did something. It was great. Came back. We got a podcast to record, and then uh, a lot of good stuff lined up. So my energy levels are high. That's really fantastic. Good. Yeah. How that's, about you? Uh, How are you doing? I'm 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 pretty good. Uh, so as you alluded to, uh, we're recording this uh, hot off the heels of the in utero episode that came out yesterday. So we're recording this on Saturday, January 22nd, uh, and this episode will be coming out on the 28th. So we're uh, we're getting ahead of the ball game a little bit, and that feels good. Um, you know, kind of getting up, taking care of uh, the things that need to be taken care of. I had two cups of coffee this morning. I normally do one, but I was sitting here this morning. I was like, you know what? I, I deserve a second cup of coffee. And, and there's no rules. Nobody's nobody's keeping me from doing it. So I decided to indulge. So it's going to be a good weekend. That's awesome. Are you still drinking your cup of coffee right now? Or? I'm already finished. I've been up for a little well, while. I saw so in your I personal water. I saw on your personal account, you asked, how long does your morning coffee last you? And I, I think that's a great question, Chris. How long does your morning cup of coffee last? How big is your cup, actually? So it, it depends. If, if I go and get coffee, I usually spurn for the uh, the large or the XL, in, in which case uh, the baseline is usually an hour. But if I'm if I'm sipping at home, it's like 8 or 10 ounces of coffee, um, yeah. you know, 30 minutes or so, I'd say. Yeah, I guess uh, a large at Dunkin' is like 16 ounces. I think so. And they have an extra large, which is it's got to be. 24, 24 ounces, 22 ounces, which that's a lot of coffee to be drinking. Um, it is. It is. Sometimes, big, sometimes it's just what the doctor ordered. I'm a big coffee guy myself, and I make oh, yeah. I, I always make my coffee in the morning. I do like I, I love going to get some, but I feel like I like good coffee. Um, so it's just it's more economic to make my own at home totally. and then you know, save money that way. So, um, but I usually I've been I've been pretty good at I make I drink one cup a day basically eight to yeah. ten ounces. I'm the same way. 
8 to 12, I, I drink in the morning. And then, you know, sometimes you get the afternoon when I, when I get done early and I maybe want to make another cup. But I've kind of steered away from it. You know, I just I limit myself to one nice cup of coffee in the morning. And, uh, and then I make myself drink other stuff. And well, then you, re- you really look great. forward to it and you enjoy it more. I that totally way. do. Oh, man. Once it's I, gone, that's it. You, you got you to gotta wait until tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, sometimes I definitely go to bed and be like, dude, I cannot wait to get up and get some a fresh cup of coffee. It oh, really yeah. is. I mean, that time in the morning is special. It's important. You know? I also think, you know, I love, you know, it doesn't happen all the time, but in the right setting with the right people, dude, a nice dessert cup of coffee after a meal at like yes. seven o'clock. That's very dude. underrated. Yeah. That's like, that's holiday stuff. You know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you finish the meal. And it's like, who wants coffee? And you're like, oh, yeah. sign me up. I'm going to take a cup, of, a cup of coffee and go right to the couch, fall asleep. <laughs> Somehow, you know, it works it's every time on really holidays. It's always been really funny because the concept of at like 8.30 p.m., pouring yourself a nice hot cup of coffee seems so antithetical to what coffee is for, but I love it. You know, it's, it's yeah. great after the end of a, a nice long meal, especially yeah. at the holidays. I usually only do it around the holidays. Um, but it's, uh, do you, it's, um, it's important. Do you get, do you get caught up with the caffeine? Does it keep you up? Like, no, like it much? really doesn't. I, I could yeah, drink, I don't think I could I'm drink a cup of coffee like and go to sleep right after. It doesn't affect me uh, in that mm-hmm. way. Yeah, I totally agree. And then one, one last, one last coffee, um, snippet, my, my, uh, roommate in college, um, and you know him well. We'll, we'll call him Bird. He, uh, oh, yes. he loved espresso, and he would, he did this thing called espresso naps. And what you do <laughs> is you make you make an you make an espresso, and you drink it, and then you take a nap. And it takes about twenty minutes for the caffeine to set in. So what you do is obviously you drink your cup of espresso, go to sleep, and then twenty minutes later you wake up because that's like the preferred like napping. And then and then the caffeine kicks in. So not only do you get like a little bit of rest, and you don't drop into like deep sleep. But then you wake up energized because the caffeine is hitting, and that I love that idea. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's pretty scientific, so I'm sure there's the some engineering stuff that went into that and the yeah. uh, the trial and error. I don't know if it was like a double blind experiment or there was something going on there that he arrived at that conclusion. But That's, it, it uh, combines all of the stuff that we just talked, like going to sleep right after coffee, but oh, then waking yeah. up energized. Oh, dude, it's that's great. great. Really good stuff. We um, like that a lot. So uh, good segue here, talking about a shitty cup of coffee. <laughs> Look at that. Just like we drew it up, Ethan. Just Look like we drew it up. Um, you know, if you are looking for a good shitty cup of coffee, we know just the place. And that's why becoming a nice a nice Grunge Bible patron, um, our lowest tier is $2. And there's a lot of people that, you know, think that we're as good as a shitty diner cup of coffee, which is going to be like $152, bucks, 4 episodes a month, $0.50 cents each. Boom. You're you're within, you're within in the Grunge Bible diner right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we're you open 24-7. We never yeah. close. Yep, you get to listen to us as you sit and look at the menu for, uh, you know, I don't know, pancakes or something like that. Absolutely. Do you know the best part about this, Ethan? I don't know. What? (laughs) Once again this week, we get to ring the proverbial bell because we have somebody else who joined up. This is like like five weeks in a row we've had somebody decide to join up. We are, in the words of Donnie, we are absolutely slamming them tonight. We're slamming them tonight. (laughs) Like, I mean... You got to get on board. I, I love that people people are showing the support. They're coming out, and yeah, it's let's hear it. Like, who do we got? This is absolutely a good one too. yes. This, is, this, a good this is a very good one. So they this took is, us up on the uh, the special name. I love this. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, probably that must have been what six or seven episodes ago. We challenged uh, the listeners out there that if they join up to give us a creative name, and and now this this. Uh, this new individual who decided to join us over on Patreon as a top-level patron um, is one of our longtime followers and, um, and and friends of the podcast. And uh, 
Needless to say, they have decided to enter their name as What the Fuck's Up Denny's. So we now have a patron, and I'm going to be able to say it hopefully for the rest of time at the beginning of every podcast, What the Fuck's Up Denny's. So I'm really excited for that. We had we had some good back and forth. Um, you know, they're very appreciative of what we do, and, and, and they've been connoisseurs of all things Grunge Bible for a while now. So it's really awesome to see that they've decided to take the jump. Yeah, I saw that he said that he was tired of getting a free meal, and I love yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> time to time time to pay his dues. <laughs> yeah, I, I want. Um, I know it's a lot to ask, but I would love if he could have a microphone every time you say his name and say, "What the fuck's up, Danny?" Yeah, <laughs> like, maybe we can like get Drew video. to uh, Drew to do something here with uh, some could, some yeah, fancy in, effects or something. Bring in the audio. Yeah. Yeah. So we've That's got amazing. what the fucks up, Denny's, and. Uh, and that individual is joining a uh, ever-growing list of our top-level patrons. So this week, the list stands at the following. Uh, we can thank today, we can thank Jade Mercado, Victor Schaefer, Release, Doug Endy, Wayne Staley, Rachel Corning, Bubby, Millie, Alexis Shannon, Fuck Soup, Jamie Lynn, Kayla Jean, our number one fan from Australia, Marianne, Laura Nyreen, Shannon Gorgone, Sue, and Sonny Mashburn. Wow. <clears throat> That's great. I So I get to say Wayne Staley, fuck soup, and what the fuck's up, Denny's, every single time we do a podcast. Those are those are the top three right now. That's and, great. And obviously yeah. we, have the, we have the shock value for what the fuck's up, Denny's. Yeah. Uh, that I'm going to have be... to lead in with that one all the time. Just be like, what the fuck's up, Denny's? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's good. Um, yeah, so we're we're really excited for that. So uh, for everybody out there, um, if you're interested, uh, go go give that a look. And for everybody who has decided to join up, I think we're at 35 individuals now. Uh, thanks, thanks so much. Um, you know, this podcast would not happen without you. As as we as we've been saying the last few weeks, we are closing in on one year, and uh, we wouldn't have made it one month had it not been for uh, your generous support with listening and with becoming a patron. So. Needless to say, thanks to them, we get to bring them another quality episode. Well, hopefully it's quality, but uh, hey, episode man, 46, Ethan. Yeah, we, we do it for the people. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah, this is what we're here for. Yeah. And, Public um, servants. This episode has a lot to do with the people because um, over the years, obviously, people give us band suggestions, um, ask us if we've listened to us, if they could post certain things, and basically just ber- berate us with band titles and so we got to thinking we're like you know how much how much do we know about the bands that people are because usually if we don't know a band we don't uh you know we don't say anything but (laughs) so we took to the we took to the poll and we just asked what you guys were listening to and you gave us like a ton of bands so what we're gonna do is kind of go back and forth and we're gonna give each other a band and we have to talk about it for a minute and we're gonna see how we hold up uh what we know and um and we're just kind of gonna go back and forth and see how many bands we can touch on really absolutely this is this is great and and just like you said oh my gosh every single day we have somebody in in the direct messages asking us what we think about this band or hey have you heard this band and some of the time the answer is yes some of the time the answer is no and like you said when it's no we don't really answer and even when it's yes sometimes we don't answer but uh this is gonna be be great this is a uh it's kind of like a speed round type scenario going on we'll each have a minute to share how much we know or don't know about these bands and uh, if we have any hot takes i have a feeling there might be a couple of couple of those in here for both of us uh which i'm very excited to both air mine and listen to yours the mic is hot the mic is hot it's steaming we're gonna we're gonna have to get a get a a cooling system in here yeah and that's what you know that's what that's what everybody's here for our hot takes so we're gonna do our best and yeah it's funny i mean that's kind of how i mean that's 
you know, for a while. That's how we got into Primus and Helmet, you know, a few bands that people would, or Unrelentless, so, or yeah, they were relentless with uh, talking about, yeah, talking so, to us, to us about it. So, In keeping with tradition, it's about time we give the people exactly what they want. The hose water, the, the crowd is hot. They need some yep. hose water to they cool wanna off. Be, they want to be hosed down with the sweet release of cold water on a hot day. Okay. Now that sounded way too sexual for the Grunge Bible podcast. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, that's maybe. Right, maybe that's what they want too. Yeah, I don't know. You know. <laughs> We're serving every interest here. For the people watching on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a special one for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Drew, keep that in there. That's gold. <laughs> yeah, we're keeping that. That is very important. Um, All right. So, so, Ethan, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna ask you. Would you Would you like to ask first, or would you like to answer first? You've won the toss. You get to decide. Yeah. Um. You know what? I want. I want to. I will. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you the first one. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and start this off. All right, and, so uh, you're going to ask me this, and you put me on the clock, and you cut me off when my time is finished. I'm a little nervous right now. I have no idea what's coming, and I'm scared. It's like that uh, It's like that meme from I Think You Should Leave, and it's the picture of the guy in the car, and he's like, I have no idea what the fuck is going on, and I'm really scared. <laughs> That's right. Don't, dude, don't you know how to drive? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm like, really what? scared. Uh, so that's me right now I'm, I'm terrified don't be the first ones will be easy um and good i need to and... i need to ease into this a little bit all right so the first band oh god chris oh my god, that oh my god, you my god. have to talk about for a minute is the screaming trees <laughs> oh the screaming trees let me go here i go um the screaming trees one of my favorite bands uh of the seattle sound of the grunge scene uh, you got the Connor brothers barrett martin and mark lanigan um i've been partial to them for a long time largely because of Mark Lanigan, um, I think, you know, everything that they did, uh, especially Sweet Oblivion and their Dust album, uh, really, really great. Uh, I am a connoisseur and I enjoy anything that Mark Lanigan sings and or writes. So the Screaming Trees are a band that are, they're very important to me. So this is a really easy one for me to yeah, answer. That's um, what I gave you you got to go listen to Dollar Bill and uh, take a drag on a cigarette and lament all of your lost lovers. That's what I recommend for the Screaming Trees. That's a good entry. Awesome. That's good. That was, you know, a good 40 seconds right there. Uh, there just, go. just so you know, just for future. Um, <laughs> yeah, it looks like I would say that the first album came out in 86, yep. which I think is worth noting. Their last album, I guess, was 96. 11. Oh, what? Was it 96 or they came out with, oh, they released uh, some other older Yeah, they stuff. had, I guess, the final recordings were 11, but that might have been accomplished. But yeah, yeah. 96, yeah. So <laughs> looks like about seven, seven albums to go back and listen if, to. If, if, if my memory is correct, they have one that's called, I think, Uncle Anesthesia. It's pretty yep. good. I think it came out in like 89 or 90 or something. I think, that's it, a good yeah, one. I have it up as 91. But uh, Oh, yeah. See, yeah I, was, so, I was close enough. I'm not quite the connoisseur I no, just told hey, myself, apparently. Don't, but. Now, now, guys, now Chris is Chris is much more of an uh, encyclopedia when it comes to this stuff. So my responses may be, uh, you know... <laughs> much different so i hope that i hope i do i can hold up because i guess i knew that was a softball and it was gonna be really good for you to tackle first one so yeah um yeah i'm ready right. well i need to give you an, an equally as softball but uh i, I kind of don't want to um, no don't don't just give me yeah, just we're, give we're me gonna, well this is this is this is kind of mid-range so ethan uh you are on the clock as soon as i say the name of this band tell me your opinions about blues traveler oh the blues traveler well this is one of the first. This was one of the first bands that I feel like I listened to on the bus, and mainly because of uh, John Popper and his incredible harmonica abilities. And 
I think that I, I don't I don't have a deep I don't have a deep listening to like their catalog, but I did um, listen to all of their all of their main songs like pretty pretty aggressively for a little bit. Um, I love their Shoreline Amphitheater uh, performance. We love per, uh, performing Hook and a few other songs, and and we we posted that. I forget what was it. There was a benefit for. Um, you probably helped me out afterwards, but I can't remember exactly. It was for a group of uh, a foundation and of whatnot. And it was just a beautiful performance because they were up on stage and it was great. And uh, you know, John Popper is a he's a rather large man, and uh, and it just I just love I love rockers that I don't know I I love the presence of a big a big man with a harmonica. That's so. it. Yeah, he lets it all hang out <laughs> out there, and it's uh it's it's very important. So one thought I have about Blues Traveler. Do you remember? Were you ever a Pandora music? Uh, of course, individual. of course. And you know how you'd pick a station and then based off of how you would thumbs up or thumbs down songs, it would hone the station, right? Yeah. Any sort of 90s station that I ever did, no matter what band it was, Blues Traveler would always find their way in there. And then I like and then it would get to the point where it was almost incessant Blues Traveler. And I was like, <laughs> I have to kill this station and start over again because I, Blues Traveler is good, but it, it's it's not what I'm going for right now. Well, yeah. And, and if you listen to I feel like a lot of their I mean, a lot of their songs are very similar. Uh, set up the same way. Yeah, yeah. It kind of has a similar thing to it's it. Taking so. that harmonica for a ride. Yeah, he's he's an ex- he's an, uh, a perfect like feature to songs. Like bring him in to rip a oh, solo yeah. for a little. You can play bit, the shit then, out of that thing, though. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, incredible work. Yeah, yeah that's fantastic. Right. Nice, good, good band. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, next band I'm gonna go with is. The Toadies. The Toadies. Oh my goodness! This is uh, this is very important. Um, they, I believe, came from somewhere down in Texas, and I mean, they're just an absolutely fantastic band. I mean, how I don't know if there's a person out there who has heard of the Great Possum Kingdom and uh, and doesn't absolutely love it. Um, that's I mean, that's that's quintessential Toadies. They also have a song called Tyler, which is really good. Mm-hmm. And um, surprisingly enough, I heard a cover that they did a couple of years ago of Heart of Glass by Blondie. Um, and it's fantastic. I, I don't understand wow. how because I hate that song. I hate most things from the 1980s, as we might talk about later on this podcast. But Toadies fucking rock. And much to my um, bamboozlement, I guess. <laughs> I did find out that there is an actual geographic place called the Possum Kingdom. There's nice. a there is a Possum Kingdom lake in Texas. In Texas, um, that is That's... apparently was apparently the inspiration for the song. Fun fact about this: whenever we post them, we tag them, and uh, they always they always comment a little bit. And uh, hopefully, amazing. hopefully, the day will come where we can go to a Toadies concert together, Ethan. That would be they're still be touring. People tell us they're still, uh, oh, they're still out there. They're just celebrating. I think it's thirty years of Rubberneck. Yeah, <laughs> so Rubber, Rubberneck came out. Rubberneck came out in uh, I believe it was ninety four. Um, okay, and that had that had the uh, Possum Kingdom on yeah. it. And, Lead lead singer of uh, Vaden Todd Lewis at the helm, um, and yeah, we love we love the Toadies. Um, yeah. One yeah, quick note: nothing better than listening to um, Possum Kingdom with one head one earphone in and getting oh, yeah. the reverb and the just super weird, mm-hmm. super it's just, weird. It's just a great nineties rock alt rock song, and there were so many of them out there that that you know this exercise kind of makes me remember a lot of these bands. Um, just kind of thinking of the different bands that was like, wow, I remember this band. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'm I'm glad you gave me the toadies. I really appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. At least I could do. Are you ready for your next one? 
Yeah, I am. All right. Well, uh, there's there's one fact about this band that is is still mind blowing to this day, and uh, I've never heard it before, and I don't know if you have either. So if you don't say it uh, as soon as your minute is up, I'm going to uh, point Perfect. out something about this band. But Ethan, what are your thoughts about Silverchair? Ah, uh, yes, Silverchair. That, this is a crossover. I had one of the bands that I had for you, um, an extra uh, awesome. You know, they were so young when their first album came out, and I think <laughs> Did it was. Did you know 90. they were only fifteen? <laughs> They were only 15 years old. I think it was 92. Uh, Frog Stomp is one of my favorite album covers. I think it's such a clean, beautiful piece of art. Um, and all the songs on that album are really, really awesome. I think the the second album, um, I've listened based, it was a freak freak scene or freak show. And um, the, I've listened mainly to those, primary, those first two albums like pretty thoroughly. Um, and uh, yeah, just an incredible, I guess, as they would say, a combination of Nirvana and Pearl Jam, but they're their <laughs> own thing. I mean, they're, they're really a solid stuff. I love, um, what was it? Israel's... Uh, Israel's Son. Israel's Son. That's one of my favorite songs by them. And yeah, dude, they were so young. I can't believe it. Can you believe that? Yeah. So one editorial note, I feel like um, you ever watch... Um, around the horn or no it was pti actually PTI, and um, yeah. tony reality is like he gives the corrections like halfway through of like where yeah. the, where the hosts fucked up uh one editorial frog stump was 1995 95, um, yeah. not 1992 but yeah man silver chair um what i wouldn't give to uh to be able to sit down and, and speak with uh daniel johns and who knows that might happen someday here on the grunge bible podcast but you just never know man that's got to be a tough spot to be in when you're you know 14 15 and you just blow up and people just assume or or they they discount what you're doing you know because they think that you sound or look like somebody else who happened to be famous shortly before you um that's a raw deal but they, i mean their their music fucking rocked like you said those first two albums are great and uh i want to i want to get into more of what uh what daniel's been up to since since silverchair the, the silverchair project ended yeah like it's interesting like, he's a creative like- mind Right now, or do you wanna... no, no, not right now. I don't know anything about it yet. Yeah, I, I, I actually, I the was time's coming. To, I was listening to some of his newer stuff, and no it's, way, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty sick. He definitely took a, a pivot, but it's a lot of stuff that I, I'm kind of into right now. So, mm-hmm. um, we'll, we'll we'll come back to that for sure. We'll cook, we'll cook some of that up. Um, all right, next one. I'm excited for this one. Right. Um, Chris, what are your thoughts on Guns N' Roses? <laughs> some GNR. Fuck Axl Rose, man. <laughs> I I don't appreciate it. I've said this time and time again. Nothing about what Guns N' Roses uh, is or was does it for me, nor has it ever done it for me, nor will it ever do it for me. <laughs> the only thing that I semi-respect about Guns N' Roses uh, was the fact that Slash was in it. Uh, thanks to the marketing strategy of Guitar Hero 3 Legends of Rock, I thought for a long time that Slash was the undisputed greatest guitar player of all time. I don't think that's true. Uh, I appreciate his his uh, choices of hats and his proclivity to smoke cigarettes while he's playing. Otherwise, uh, Appetite for Destruction, Chinese Democracy, none of that. Use Your Illusions <laughs> 1 and 2. No, none of that does it for me, man. I, I don't like it. I think Axl Rose is... is uh, um, I don't know what adjective I want to use. A straw man. He's a straw in, in man. He's a red herring. He's out, you know. Um, well, you stole my you stole my thunder with the uh, guitar hero facts. I was going to say he was the only good thing. The only standing power that uh, GNR has for me is that they brought they were in Guitar Hero two and three, Legends mm-hmm. of Rock. And yes, you had to beat Tom Morello first, and then you had to beat Slash in a uh, 
a guitar solo, a guitar off or yep. a battle, guitar battle, sorry. And uh, and then you could unlock him to play with him. Yes, he had the top hat and the cigarette. <laughs> yeah, the so. hat and the cig. Did they have so, the cig in the game? Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, it was PG. I mean, you can smoke yeah. cigs in a PG type yeah. thing or rated T for teen. A lot of people are smokers. A lot of people are smokers. It probably You're absolutely was T. Right. It probably was T. What, what are your th- I just feel like. I mean, they're all incredibly talented musicians, and Axl Rose is a, or at least at the time, he was a very gifted vocalist. I mean, his range is unbelievable, but a lot of their stuff, um, I just don't appreciate rock from the 80s. I never really have. Yeah. Um, Sweet Eric- Child of Mine, Welcome to the Jungle, anything that's over. <laughs> the only Guns N' Roses songs that I like, I think Yesterday's is pretty good. Um, uh, Used to Love Her is 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 kind of funny. Um, and then um, I guess I like Patience a little bit, too. Patience is yeah. Patience yeah. is like my. I don't, I don't know much else. I mean, I, I hate Welcome yeah. to the Jungle. It's fucking terrible. Over, yeah, over, overdone. Uh, Eric Lederman, if you listen to this, um, please, uh, please saying, absolve me of yeah, my please, sins. Please for absolve slandering eighties rock. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I think it's rock just, from the eighties. You had to have been there to appreciate it. I think to understand it. Yeah. 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 I, I just I think you don't have hold to. it against us. Exactly. We're we're young. We're posers. So that's just the way that it goes. Ethan, yeah. are you ready for your? Uh, this is our third band. Yep, I'm. I'm ready. Okay, this is this is a fan favorite uh, in terms of its polarization ability, uh, and I know I know where you stand on this, but I'd be interested to uh, to allow you the opportunity to share where you stand about this band with everybody else. But uh, Greta Van Fleet, what are your, what are your thoughts here? Greta Van Fleet, um, you know, knock off Led Zeppelin, as as people would say, a lot of hate. Um, and I do love Led Zeppelin for everything they've done, but I think there's space for Greta Van Fleet. Um, I think that the uh, the brothers, because the lead singer is brothers with uh, the guitarist, I believe. I, be- I, be- I think there's three brothers, and then three the drummer brothers, yeah. is their friend. Yeah, um, and I love that, dude. I love a family that can that can play music. I love the you know, yeah, any brothers or any family members that have a band together and can keep that. So I love what they're doing. Um, I wish that. You know, maybe I, I guess I wish that they I don't know when the last album came out, but I would actually like to talk about them more because um, I think they're extremely talented and maybe they have the same same sound as Led Zeppelin. But that's what you do when you admire people and you, and you get influenced by it. And and there's you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think there is absolutely a space for um, Greta. Um, I'm trying to think of like, I mean, well, yeah, Flower Power, um, I believe, is their top song and, and is extremely good. Big fan of new, that one. They had a new album. Maybe they two released two ago. or three uh, times up, but uh, they have. I think I think there's two or three that are out there. Um, and I remember they they came out with their first album or EP. I can't remember what it was. I think it was from the fires. It was called. Yeah. And they came out in 2017. So we were we were finishing up college at the time. And I remember listening to that quite a bit. And uh, a lot of my teammates at the time were into it as well. So it kind of it's one of those emblematic of a point in my life records um for me but i i i like them i, I don't understand the hate uh, because at this point most of popular music has already been done before so everything's just somebody putting their own spin on it so why do we you know yeah. we listen to and led was, zeppelin and we appreciate them why should we bag on somebody else for listening to them and appreciating them and and being inspired yeah. by them and the argument is that led zeppelin took a lot of their you know melodies from older music as yeah, well. yeah they, they pawned off the blues and they didn't yeah. say shit about it yeah, and, and I, I think, I don't know if people, I think for some reason 2017, yeah, when they first came on stage, I mean, they were really young. They were also like, they were probably 18 or 19, I think. Yeah, they were and they were, they were were teenagers at the time. I think the they, oldest one was maybe 20. 
that's when they were the most controversial. So I don't know if it's, I don't know if that, you know, that smoke has kind of blowed, yeah. blowed over nowadays, but uh, it was, well, it was, it was really pretty strange. extreme back then for some reason. It was reason. really strange. The first time I heard of them, uh, there was some news outlet and it was something to the effect of they shared the first music video for, I forget which song they came out with um, to begin with. And um, they released it. And the tagline for the article was something to the effect of, holy shit, Led Zeppelin is reincarnated in these teenagers from Michigan or something. And everyone was like, holy shit, this is awesome. And then it almost took people a couple of weeks maybe to get their bearings. They're like, wait, this isn't awesome. They're pawning off Led Zeppelin. It doesn't fucking matter. If it sounds good, listen to it, you know. And if you want to listen to Zeppelin, go listen to Zeppelin. But you can't see them anymore. They're not coming out with any new music. And what about they get don't... the lead out, <laughs> right? <laughs> I've, I've, you've seen them before, right? Oh, I've seen get, get the lead out. So... I, I went to see them right around this time, 2017. Yeah. They were so. What about man. what about cover bands? You know, those guys make a living playing other people's right. Music. So we don't. Yeah. Why, why, why don't Why don't we Why don't we not appreciate why don't we them? Slander like, them. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, it's <laughs> real. Real quick, Ethan. Let's Let's diverge for a second. What do you think about cover bands? Yeah, this is uh, this is an interesting topic. I think I've kind of gone back and forth. I've seen, like I said, I've seen Get the Lead Out, and it was incredible because I wasn't around to see um, Led Zeppelin. Like, right? Obviously, yeah, they broke up in 1980. And I think that um, two things. One, I think that cover bands for bands that are are dead and gone for all intents and purposes is uh, you know is special and, and can be you know I think is can be well utilized. But there are bands that are cover covering bands that are are still around, <laughs> it's like still playing and and whatnot. And that I'm like, dude, what? Like, make your own music. You know, be creative. Don't, you don't need to. You know, so unless it's a historical and kind of like you know reenactment of of sorts. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I do like that, but. Yeah, there's people that are just playing. Isn't there a Pearl Jam cover band like right there, now? That... The, is there one? There's <laughs> there's there's probably 27 of them. Yeah, exactly. Maybe That's, even more. You can imagine going to a, a faux Paul Pearl Jam and hearing uh, someone try to sing well, like some Eddie of Vedder. Them, some of them dress like Eddie Vedder circa 92. Of course. Uh, with with of the pink pop shirt and the combat boots and the hair. and um, Yeah, oh. I, I don't know. My, my thoughts on cover bands... I think I think I filter it more through the lens of the people who are playing the music and they must enjoy it and they must really love these bands. So it's a way for them to feel closer to the music. Um, yeah, I they also get to play think, hits. They get to play all the right. hits. <laughs> yeah, the people, love, people love <laughs> that shit. If you can't write them, cover them, you know? Uh, um, Eddie Vedder, yeah, Eddie Vedder won't play. Or it's like, they won't play Stairway? Well, I will. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, damn it, I will every night. I'll close the show with it, which, people which still is what hear Get the it, Let so Out does, it. you know? Um yeah, I don't know. Um, at least it, cover bands—they're not—they're not jipping anybody. They're not coercing or duping anybody. You know what the cover band is going to do. So in that sense, if you go to a cover band show and you don't like the fact that they're performing covers, that—I mean—that's totally on you. There's nothing else that anyone else can do about it. So in in that lens, I don't really have a problem with them. I've I've seen I've only seen one cover band. It was it was Get the Let Out, um, and nice. you know, seen them. Yeah, we have, and they were they were electric. I got uh, uh all my buddies. We got our uh, our hats signed by some of the guys in the band. It was, I think I went back. I, went, I went backstage and got to meet them. <laughs> it was amazing. But man, they're they're good musicians. A lot. That's the thing. A lot. You have to be good musicians to cover a lot of these bands that people make covers, uh, cover bands for. So I don't know. I mean, if that's your thing, go ahead and play it. It's super fun. Um, I just don't know about the whole dressing dressing up as them that that kind of uh but whatever you know if you enjoy that it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't hurt me so go ahead have fun 
Hang from the rafters if you want. Yeah, what is, yeah, it's, you know, just very flattering, I guess, to the bands. Yeah, I guess you know. so. Okay, next one. Um, I know you're going to love this one. This is this is a great one. We love this band. And I'm going to go with the band, Chris. <laughs> the band. So, oh, where do I begin with them? This band is is one of the seminal bands for us as as a mu- mu- music fans and connoisseurs of of lyrics and instrumentation i mean it starts and ends with levon helm the drummer and and the singer um i have uh i've been known to to be very appreciative of levon um and the band as a whole um music from big pink it's Mm -hmm. it's hard to get better than that um everybody in that band was fucking incredible i mean you had levon you had rick danko you had richard manuel robbie robertson um i mean they were they were fantastic. One one song that almost it was almost song of the week for me a couple of weeks ago is Chest Fever by the band. Wow. It's it's really fantastic. They were they were the perfect mix of like rock, blues, folk, Americana and everything. And they were they were good. They were so good. Uh man, yeah. I, I love the band. I, I absolutely love the band. I do too. And you got the last waltz and I mean not to mm-hmm. That's I was, important. There's another band that we can maybe we can just kind of morph these two together. But you know, these are this band, the band, is so much more influential and has so much more staying power than the Beatles. I mean, if we're if we're going head to head, I think the band is just altogether just more enjoyable and I mean Okay, so me and Chris don't like the Beatles. We don't, we don't get like it. the Beatles. We don't get it. I mean, especially when you have the band to listen to. And so if you put up the band, the Rolling Stones, and, you know, the Beatles, I mean, it's no question going to be, you know, the music from the Big Pink and the Last Waltz. And So what is it about the Beatles, Ethan, that you don't like? <laughs> That's the thing. I'm not, I'm, I, it's, it's, I, I can't, I don't know if I can pinpoint exactly where it started or, or why. It's like I, why you don't like a certain food or something. I don't know. I just yeah. don't like it. It's, I don't know if it's because everybody's like, oh, the Beatles. Everybody, like, I grew up like, oh, they're so... Oh, like, they uh, John just, Lennon. Yeah, he's the beacon they, of peace. He was actually yeah. a shitty person. He was a horrible yeah, and person. Yeah, just the way that people talked about it and all this stuff. And, and then there's like this resurgence of kind of like memes kind of trashing uh, the Beatles, which I think are really funny because yeah. it just, you know, it's just a meme that it just fits. It just makes sense in my head. So uh, do I have a specific reason? No. Do I think that some Beatles songs are good? Like, of course, like right. I mean, El- Eleanor Rigby, I, I really like that. Cause everybody covered that in American Idol back in the day when I was growing up. And I th- always thought that song was good. And obviously totally. they have good music. But um, right. I don't. <laughs> I'd, much, I, I'd, I'd rather listen to the Beach Boys, you know what I mean? And they're, and oh, they're my we- goodness. And they're, and they're weird shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah, That's out know. there. That, yeah. Think? That's um. I'm why the same way. Like I, I don't know why I, I have a deep disdain for them. And and the thing is, I I love George Harrison. I like Paul McCartney. Um, I don't know really anything about Ringo, Ringo Starr, Star. and I don't like John Lennon. I think John Lennon was a piece of shit. Um, so <laughs> so speaking of the memes, I'm sure you've all seen it. If not, we're gonna post it. But there's that picture of John Lennon walking down the street with Yoko Ono doing like this absolute madman walk. And my first incarnation into into Beatles memes <laughs> was they took this picture and they said, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna say it." John Lennon deserved to die for walking like this. And I posted that exact meme on Grunge John Bible Lennon. once. John Lennon, Lennon, they said, not even Lennon, John yeah. Lennon. So I posted that on Grunge Bible maybe a year and a half ago, and it got 
heated very quickly in the comments and yeah. people I, I had to take it down it was Unders- that bad yeah one of the few things that gets archived understandably so you know maybe that can be a little maybe bit, that was uh, a little too aggressive little, and we probably would have gotten suspended for that anyways a little dark humor uh thrown in there and yeah we understand why so do but, i do um, i think that john lemon deserved to die no um I, I don't think he did um but i i don't like him i really don't um and yeah the beatles they just just didn't do it for me they were no band. They were not. No, they, they were, were no the band. band. They weren't even. They were no band. They were no, no stones. They were. Was... They were no. None of these bands from the '60s. I don't think they were. You know, they, they, the only thing they were good at is they they commodified what they were doing and they became. Um, they they had such a uh, lofty persona and mystique about them that that elevated people's, I think, critical opinions of them as a band. I mean, that's yeah. my uninformed, you know, twenty-five-year-old viewpoint here, but. Um, it's okay. It's, it's mine. It's bands, my opinion. So fuck it's y'all. That, it's crazy that these bands. I mean, I think the band is like you know, a- end of like late fifties they started, and you know, fifty eight for the Beatles or something like that. And that's like, yeah. shoot, that's almost seventy years ago. You know, it's, it's a long time years. ago. Popular that's music so... has been around for a long, long time. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. I have another one. Um, this is a similar one that people really, really love. And personally, I just never really got the. Uh, um, got what all the the fuss was about with this band but ethan are you um are you a metallica guy let's let's hear your thoughts about metallica <laughs> i love this um so you got lars on drums who i i'm a drummer myself and i think that lars is uh he he, he was in the perfect band i don't know you know he's so he's i mean he's a good he's a really good drummer obviously but he fits i feel like he fits metallica only and um you know I used to not like them. When we first started listening to them, I, I did not like them. I thought they were pretty corny in a lot of ways. Um, but then I got into them a little bit more, and, and I really do like um, I really do like some of their the way they put the, put their stuff together. And I think it was um, the Netflix documentary that really hooked me on. It was uh, okay. um, message or Recipe for Disaster. I'm butchering it. I can't remember the title, but it was a really good documentary about their split up and how they came back together and their struggles. So they got a good, nice inside look about the band and and like Hetfield and, and Lars and their interaction and then how they brought on the new bassist. And um, it was really it was really cool. And I, I love those documentaries that are well done and kind of, you know, music documentaries are really fun to watch. You know, the Eagles one was a brilliant one. I mean, obviously the last waltz. So yeah, Metallica, um, you know, they they fought their way to, um, they fought their way to the top as far as like metal goes. But people will say they're not real metal and they're probably yeah. right, but... I still like them. Well, I, it, it seems to me not not being a member of this faction, but um, metal music fandom is almost more insufferable, I think, than the grunge community. You know, in terms of the infighting and the oh, I, this is more legitimate than that, or that's not really metal or whatever. I mean, I, I've never understood it. Metal's never really had a big draw for me. Um, I think it's another one of those things that I think I had to have been there for me to really get Metallica because I, I really don't get it. Um, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, how do you say, I'm not holding my breath uh, for the day that I wake up and I do get it. I don't know, it just it doesn't do it for me. So what, um, this brings up a good question. What what genre of followers and fans are the most insufferable? Like who? Like which group of fans are just like? Well, if you ask me, after the last six years, it's got to be grunge fans, right? Now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love each and every one of the grunge fans out there. It, it might be. Bad. It I might be like, metal. Like they, 
Huh? It might be metal. It might be metal, yeah. You think they're the most, like, uh... Yeah, gatekeeping out there, like I, I think I think so. I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of what other uh, what there's, are, there's jam bands, obviously. Jam like bands grunge. are uh, that's pretty that's pretty bad. I mean, there's just like Tool in general. Just their fans are, <laughs> you know, if you don't get it, you don't get it. <laughs> it's like um, there's jam bands, there's the metal fans, there's the Tool bands, there's everybody out there who hates John Mayer. That's a faction all of its own that comes to mind. Um, people will sacrifice, you know arm and arm and leg to uh to slander him um i don't know there's there's a lot of blind spots for me for this for this type of thing because i haven't spent a lot of time amongst a lot of these ranks but i based off of what i know about like metal fandom and jam band fandom i I don't know that i want to i don't know both of those would be tough yeah we do have to make good on our promise from summer 2021 to become jam band people so we're still working on that we are, we are. It's tough. The goose is loose, luckily. Yeah, so we're able yeah. To, I think we we're going to become goose. we're going to become fans of the goose. Yeah. Um. Correction. The the documentary was some kind of monster, um, <sighs> by Metallica, and it was it was really good. It's it's on Netflix, and it's you know it's always interesting when people like while stuff is happening that they get a camcorder and start recording. Like this is going to mm-hmm. be good in the future. Like that was all. It's always so interesting that people have just lots of tapes to kind of pull back on. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. So I think what we'll turn? do now is, um, yeah, you have to ask me one. So we'll do one more piece and then we'll do a, a, a rapid fire round for maybe three or four bands where we just give one one comment and we go back and forth since we're uh, we're, we're running. We're, time time is slipping away. The years yep. the years are not stopping here. We talked about making it quick and here we are. Here we uh, are. This happens on. every every single week. We're like, this will be a short one. And sure enough, it's not. So this is this is your last one that you can ask me, Ethan. So Okay. I'm gonna go with <laughs> I'm gonna go with the band. Uh Chaos. So it's Chaos. That's not the one with Kiss. the jo- Josh Josh Homies in that, right? K K Y U S S. Yes. Um is it they Josh have a song Homie? called Yeah, he's he's in there because he um he started that band and then the, the trees drafted him to be um uh to be one of the guitarists um yeah. on on yeah. their final tour of Europe in '96 or something. I my opinion of them is that I really don't have an opinion. I think I know Gardania. I think that's one of their songs. Um, it's one of those bands that I've posted two or three times, and everyone's like, "You need to post more of them. They're really good." Um. So I don't really know. Um, the only other thing that I know about this band and and the frontman Josh Josh Homie, I think that's how you pronounce his name. I'm not sure. Is that uh, a couple of months ago um, there were some allegations of child abuse levied against him. So I, I don't like that very much. Um, I'm not a fan of that at all. No. I, I, if if there's truth to that, I really really absolutely hate that. Um, but as for the band, I I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I couldn't say, I couldn't have. Like- um, I couldn't care less about yeah, this band. Could, couldn't care less. Yeah, I, really, I think the yeah. best things they did. It looks like they're associated acts. They some of the members played in Queens of the Stone Age and Dem yes. Crooked Vultures. So the best yes, because I think Josh was in Queens of the Stone yeah. Age too. So I guess the best thing they did was play in other bands yeah. <laughs> and help them out. <laughs> cool. Yeah, absolutely. So this is oh man, this is the last one that I can ask you for the in depth. There's there's a couple of contenders, but I am going to go with everybody's favorite. The collective soul. Oh, the collective soul. So this is this is Ed Ro- Ed Roland, right? This is yes, lead, lead I believe Ed I believe so. Do you know what? Um, we got Shine um, and 
what what is there something December. Part two. December, yeah. Um dude, you know what? I'll I'll say it, dude, collective soul fucking rocks, man. If you wake up on a Saturday morning, get the sun coming in your window and you put on Shine or maybe you put on yeah, December or what was the, there's another song that I really like, something part 2, I think it was, and they Dude, they're, it's just a feel-good rock band. You know, are they are they super? Um, I mean, they're super talented, but are they? You know, maybe as extreme, um, you know, solos, no, or you know, maybe it's not as as heavy as you want it to be, and and whatnot. But maybe they're not as light as you want them to be. But for some reason, they scratch a specific itch where you just need to you just need to enjoy them, and you you know, you just you just need to put your hate aside and just let the just let the collective soul come in and. Let it shine over. down upon you. Ethan, yeah. I could not agree more. This this is officially a collective soul fan zone, the Grunge Bible podcast. This is a safe space for all who safe appreciate space. collective yes. soul. Um, one thing about this band, um, they're at, the album that Shine is off of has one of my all-time favorite album names. And it's uh, that album, it came out in 1994, and the album is called Hints, Allegations, and Things Left Unsaid. And I, I always really, I just, I don't know why I like that. I just think it's super funny and it's it's pretty great. But I totally agree, Ethan. Shine, Shine is probably on the short list of just vibe songs that I have from that era. Um, and mm-hmm. I know um, uh, rock FM radio is quite fond of Shine. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, I remember hearing that song probably for the first time and my mind was blown. I mean, it's, 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 it's made for radio. It's a perfect radio song. Yeah. Um, perfect car crafted. song. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's you can't you can't really beat that. Um, the song I'm, the song that I was talking about is, is "Why Part Two. That's that's the okay. song. Um, I, I think what I posted happened it in one part time. one. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> they didn't. That was a thing left unsaid, I guess. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> it might have been that was, a hint that was or off an the allegation. album. That was off the album Blender. So, Dude, I love I love the album titles from like. Uh, you know, the '90s and the 2000s, and the covers, and like you, know, you got oh, Blender. They're, they're so good. Yeah, you got, like random. I don't know. Like semi sonic feeling strangely fine is the name yeah. of one of their albums. I mean, some of these some of these bands. I mean, they're they're great. One well, another collective soul album is called Disciplined Breakdown, which I really <laughs> I really appreciate. I think we've all we've all we've all been there in one form or another. Um, that's that's pretty good. So, what do you think? Because there's still some bands that are on my list. So, you think we we rapid fire? I'll say I'll say a band name. You give me one yep. thought, and then you rebut with another band. Yep. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Let's see. Ethan, Three Days Grace. Uh, high school, love them. Uh, should have had a better, should have had a better peak. Um, <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> uh, the Eagles, Chris. Man, I've had a long night uh, and I hate the fucking Eagles. Thank I actually you. like the Eagles. So do I, dude. I, I, had, I had a reference to We have to there. say it. We have to yeah, say you, it. Yeah, you absolutely have to. Um, Bush. We ain't gonna come back down from this cloud. <laughs> I got a machine dude, head. Everything zen, everything zen, come down, dude. I was actually just jamming to them in the uh, into the weight room. Machine head was one of the first covers and glycerine we ever played. Mm-hmm. Love, love Bush. Would love to talk to Gavin Rosdale. That's um, incredible. All right, Chris. Um, butthole surfers. <laughs> I know nothing about this band other than the fact that they played on a bill with positively every other band at some point in the 1990s. Yep. They definitely... (laughs) That's all I know about them. They're brought onto the concert tour because of their name can be on the poster. Um, They have the song Pepper, you know, going down It's provocative. People are like, oh, what's what's going on here with this? 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about the butthole surfers. Ethan, what do you know about um, Toad the Wet Sprocket? <laughs> Damn, I know the name. Uh, I probably have heard a song, but I cannot uh, think right now who the hell Toad and the Wet Sprocket is. But I, I do know them. I Me either. <laughs> All right, Chris. Uh, ween. Ween. Gene and Dean Ween. <laughs> Apparently, they were the inspiration for SpongeBob the Mollusk. Um, I don't know if there's any truth to that. I haven't fact-checked it, but this is a safe place to share complete and utter bullshit. So Gene and Dean Ween helped create SpongeBob. <laughs> there, there, you, there you have it. That's that's all there is to it. All right, Ethan, lit. Oh, I, um, shoot, I'm blanking on their, la- their perfect 90s rock band, uh, you know, just heavy guitar, uh, I don't know, four-piece band or something, pretty straightforward. I can't think of that. My Own Worst Enemy. My Own Worst Enemy, yeah, you gotta love yep. that. It my is favorite. no surprise to me that I yep. am my own worst enemy. Absolutely beautiful song. That's um, great. Okay, um, what was the band I just had in my head? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm blanking. Anyway, I'll do a different one. Do a different one. <laughs> uh, how about Sponge? Sponge. One of those other quintessential 90s bands that you forget about until you hear those songs. Um, I, I, I include Sponge with Cake and Cracker and Everclear. All of those bands that you forget about and you, you would think that all of their songs are by the one by one band, but they're all like six different bands. That's what yeah. I think about them. Perfect. All right. We're, we're going to throw it back in time a little bit. Ethan, Dire Straits. Dire Straits. Um just great guitar uh you know one of the best one of the best guitar riffs to start a song um Knopfler, incredible uh and wish i wish i could have seen them live uh he's still touring right he's still touring yeah he's now. still he's he's getting up there he's almost 80 now i think um actually one of our patrons doug endy and they actually went to a show a couple they saw years mark ago. Knopfler. yep mark Knopfler. and i no wish that, i wish i wish i was able to have went to that show yeah so yeah, um just a, a le- legend legend need need more gotta get them before talk. they're gone yep all right chris uh meatloaf oh rest in peace meatloaf rest um, in peace we have we have to talk about meatloaf Go yes ahead. this might be a little more long form uh with reverence to the to the to the great man who passed away um by all accounts he was an absolute gem of a human being um i read a story where in the 90s he coached I think his daughter or one of his neighborhood, the the children in the neighborhood, he coached the JV softball team at the local high school for a year since they didn't have a coach. Um, as for Meatloaf the musician, I cannot stand his music. I don't think any of it was good. Um, Paradise wow. by the Dashboard Light is one of my if I had if I had a short list of songs that I would prefer to never hear again, that is on there. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. So um, I'm sorry. I really like- I really like his ballads. Uh, obviously, "Bad Out of Hell" and yeah, um, I hate I hate all that yeah. shit. Man. If I could do anything for love, but I won't do that. I, I mean, can't stand that shit. I, I think I, I love a good I, I love a good ballad. So I think he does great. Um, notably, also his work in film. Um, he was Robert Paulson in Fight Club, which we love, and that's very important. And that's very impo- very important. I didn't realize that. Um, obviously, Rocky Horror Picture Show. And um, have you ever actually, seen Rocky Horror Picture Show? I, I have back in the day. I was going to go see it. They obviously played in theaters like every year, and I was going to yeah. go watch it, um, but I haven't. So it's been it's been quite a while now. Um, have you? I've seen it once. Um, yeah. It's it's it, it's not on my list to see again, but I right. feel like it's something it's something that you have to I, do. 
Yeah, I might go. But he's also he actually played uh, in Tenacious D. He was he played Dio for a quick minute, and he was also in Wayne's World. So he's been in music. He did uh, it film. all. So he was in a few films that I, I really enjoy, and uh, yeah. you know, you just he seems, just he seems, but like nobody has ever had a bad thing to say about him. It seems, which yeah. is really really just impressive. You. Just, <laughs> just just me. Just you. I'm the only one. <laughs> I'm the only one. The man just uh, passed away, and I'm talking about how much I didn't like his music. But. Yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, rest in peace. Uh, he had a lot of great work that, um, you know, we get to still enjoy, luckily. Absolutely. All right, Ethan, uh, uh, we'll do, uh, what do you what do you say? Two more piece. Yeah, this is fun. You know, let's just keep ripping them. Yep. Third Eye Blind. Dude, I had that same thing. I had the same. <laughs> I'm, I was, I'm pickpocketing you. Dude, yeah, you took that. You took Three Days Grace, believe it or not. Uh, you know, Semi-Charmed Life. We st- we played Jumper as a band. Yeah. Um, and Dude, Semi Charmed Life, for some reason, dude, that song does not get old for me. It's one of those songs where yeah. I put it on. It's a great summer song, and it's just like, you know, it's just the do, 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 do. But it's just like, yeah. it's just so good. It has a, has, you know, great legs and just has Dude, Motorcycle on. Drive-By and God motorcycle of Wine. I have yes. had many an emotional experience to those two songs. That first album, there's not a bad song on there. No, no, that's, that's very true. That's a good choice. Good choice. Um, All right. Uh, next one, uh, Breaking Benjamin. Breaking Benjamin, a classic, classic band for our age. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I don't know anything else about. Them. <laughs> no problem. That was that was one of my favorite bands in high school. I remember. I, I, had I to... figured. I figured. Were they um? Are, Diary are they of like Jane. in the same conversation? What, what what band would be like a a cohort of theirs? Three Days Grace. Three Days see, Grace. See Avenged their... Sevenfold, maybe, or maybe they're nah, a little they're too a little, hard. They're a little heavier. Okay. Uh, probably a little. Heavier. Breaking Bad. I mean, Breaking yeah, Breaking Bad. Breaking Benjamin is, yeah, more like, yeah, Three Days yeah. Grace. And okay, I, I never sought them out. Um, my I I wasn't big into. Yeah. Uh, I think I didn't come of age in music. I didn't become a music person around that time, so I missed out on some of these bands. Um, <laughs> yeah, miss. Yeah, he missed he missed a little bit, but probably not much. But yeah, I, 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 sleep, I, I, I sleep well at night regardless. Breaking Benjamin was like, I mean, that was played in most high school weight lift weight rooms. Um, oh yeah, just like Three Days 20... Grace all the time. Uh, yeah, yep. every so, single yeah. time. There's that's just it was one of those one of those bands. All right, Ethan, the Goo Goo Dolls. The Goo Goo Dolls. Um, obviously, first comes to mind is Iris. Actually, I love that song in high school. It was just if I needed if I needed to ha- get into my feels, um, and you know if I wanted to feel emotional, I think I played Iris. That was the song mm-hmm. that I mean you could play any of those songs, but um, yeah, we just <laughs> I loved them. I really did. I really I had a soft spot for Goo Goo Dolls for a long time. I have I have shed tears to the Goo Goo Dolls, and Black I'm not balloon. afraid to admit it. Yeah, Black so, Balloon name. Um, oh my gosh, they're they're really 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 good. Uh, I I appreciate them a lot. So that was same, those were my same those, vein. Yeah, uh, same, same vein. Same this vein is the last you. one. So last one. Okay. Yeah. Matchbox Twenty. <laughs> I shed tears to this one too. I fucking love Matchbox Twenty. Um, so do I, dude. Yourself or someone like you? <laughs> I'm sorry, milady, but <laughs> yeah, uh, we posted a meme about uh, yourself or someone like you a couple of a uh, couple of weeks ago when we were together and uh, we were under the influence of alcohol. <laughs> And um, man, this this is a great band. Uh, we I, I really want to talk more than just five seconds about them, and I already did. Um, yeah, this band's fucking awesome. Uh, I mean, 3 a.m. Obviously, um, unwell. That's a great song. 
um, if you're gone or when you're gone, I forget what it's called. Um, how far we've come. That was a classic middle school yep. song. Yeah, played that. Played that in the band early on. Yeah, man, I love yeah. Matchbox Twenty. Rob Thomas let's, is great. Let's do an episode. Yeah, let's, let's get Rob let's, Thomas on. Let's get him on. Let's bring him in. Let's get him on. That would be we, incredible. I mean, Matchbox we need, 20, we need you know, him and we need Gavin Rossdale. Yes, and Ed and we Roland. need John Renzik from uh, Goo Goo Dolls. We need and all. Ed, we need to get them all in a room and see. And Ed Roland from yeah, Collective, <laughs> Collective Soul. Soul. Wait, last one. What do you know? Great. What do you know about Filter? You know Filter? <laughs> oh, hey man, nice shot. <laughs> Stephen Gillis on the drums, maybe. Yeah, that thing rips, man. Stephen Gillis, of course, now plays in the Social Act Band in Chicago with our good friend John Krenger. Yes, we need to have him on the podcast, Chris. Yeah. We, we have to do it. He, he's he's been Absolutely. he's seen it all. Yeah, I need I need a live performance of Hey Yeah Trash Can, which is uh, my favorite from the Social Act band. Um, wow, we we just we we knocked him up, we knocked him down, and uh, we didn't we did not knock them up. We uh, we struck him down and knocked him over. Lined him up, knocked him. Down. That's what I was trying to say. Um, oh man, yeah, another one. Uh, we we sat down I'm out of for, breath now for a quick pod. I know, it's, you know. Yeah, we're fifty six minutes in right now, if my math is correct. So if you guys are still listening, thank you so much. You guys are the real MVP, not just the people that start the podcast, but it's the people that finish the podcast and are with us here till the end. So if you guys are here now, um, I'm giving you a special high five, a little virtual high five because you guys rock, which means you guys probably already have uh, liked and subscribed to the podcast and even left a review. But if you haven't done one of those three things, um, that's what helps us Today's get the day. noticed gets out get us on the uh you know we're gonna be top 10 in music commentary chris we're we're knocking at that door so um like subscribe and then leave a review because you know that just helps us get you know a little bit better equipment and all the good stuff so help us out would you and absolutely uh, but honestly you guys listening is all we need and we're super thankful for that we certainly are. Um, we're, you know, we're a ways down the road on this journey, and as as Ethan said, we're knocking, we're knocking on the door of the top ten. So even if you don't like us, do it because you hate Up Rocks, you hate the New York Times, you hate Rolling Stone, <laughs> you hate Amazon Music Now. Um, you know, it's it's it might be one of those the enemy of my enemy is my friend type scenarios where like you might fucking hate one of those companies. So you might as well push us up over top of them because we're uh, we're closing in, we're coming for them. And uh, we are a we are a DIY podcast. Uh, it's all in house between Ethan, myself, and Drew, uh, our lovely producer, who we need to thank right now for all of his great work here. Uh, thank you very much, Drew. But also at the same time, fuck you, fuck Drew. Fuck you. <laughs> oh man, super That's good, great. super good. Yeah. That's all I got. You want to do a you want to do a quick song of the week? We just talked about I, a shit I do, ton of I, stuff. I do want to do a song of the week because this exercise has got me in the mood for one band and one band only. And it's gotta be Collective Soul. <laughs> it might as well be. I'm just gonna go right not? into it. My okay, song good. of the week is "Old Man and Me." When I get to heaven by Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> no, I'll we tell didn't you, even Ethan, talk about Hootie. We didn't even talk about them exactly. But and that's funny. because it's right now. Right now, we're right now is the time. It gets its own segment for Song of the Week. And if I remember correctly, earlier this week when we were kind of kicking the tires on the idea for this episode, um, I was in the weight room and this song came on while I was, I think I was benching or doing accessories or something. And I texted you. I was like, fuck it. I want to talk about Hootie and the Blowfish on the <laughs> podcast. And we were like, well, this is our podcast so we can do whatever we want. And I think the idea kind of... Um, kind of happened about that um so hootie and the blowfish this is this is 
certified one of the greatest bop songs of the 90s. I'm, I'm here to say it, Old Man and Me. It's great. Old Man and Me, absolutely. <laughs> That's great. I, I just I added it. Um, and my song is I Have to Go. Uh, since you didn't pick Collective Soul, I'm going to go Collective Soul for this one because oh, yeah. this is a safe space for everybody uh, for Collective Soul. And I'm going to go with Why Part 2 because um, why not? And I just remember, I, I'm not going to lie right now, I'm kind of blanking on how exactly it, uh, the, how it's set up and whatnot, but I remember that I loved it. I loved his vocals on that, and I think that it's just it's a good song that uh, people need to be listening to um, right now and in these these you know these days of the new these so, strange days these, these strange days. So, why part two by Collective Soul is my song of the week. Take it to the bank. That's beautiful. Um, that's so I, I'm about to quote from the book of Roland right here, but it's not it's not from Why Part Two, but uh, um, I mean. This is a lyrical powerhouse. I just have to go back to shine once again. Love is in the water. Love is in the air. Show me where to look. Tell me, will love be there? Amen to that. That's Amen. so good. Well, we, we hope the love is here on the Grunge Bible Podcast, and we hope uh, anything that we do, uh, we hope you guys feel the love that we have for all of you uh, for supporting us. So, you know, then, then it, heaven let your light shine down. Heaven let your light shine down. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Chris and Ethan signing off. Uh, man, have a great weekend. Um, and of, oh, as always, rock and roll, guys. Rock and roll. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs>